The all-American half pound pure beef patty, lettuce, tomato. Singles going. This is Singles Going Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Adrian Madoc. And I'm Steve McGowan. We are in a band, The Beef People. We released a single in 1986 on our own label, Zub Records. And we are record collectors and passionate especially about the expression of pop music perfection that is the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for a great single is what propelled us to begin this podcast. And this is Singles Going Steady. 094. 094. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And we're going to talk today about one of the um, preeminent American punk bands uh, from Los Angeles, X. X. It, and we will talk about their single from 1980 on Slash Records, White Girl is the name of the single, and the B-side is Your Phone's Off the Hook, But You're Not. <laughs> so, um, why, this was your selection mm-hmm. for a great single, yes. why did you select it? Um, I like the song. Um, I, I believe that we need to talk about X, because I think they're okay, let's very, talk about X. a very um, influential band. Yeah, um, and X has got to be on one of your best of lists yeah, when you're yeah. when you're looking at this era in particular. We, we were often the beef people were often compared to X because they have a, a, a girl singer and a boy singer like we did, although we were really nothing like right, X at all. Right. You know, um, X is one of those bands. They came up from L.A. They were pre. They came up with bands like the Germs and the Alley Cats and uh, the first wave. Of punk, sort of like pre-surf yeah. hardcore. Yeah. I mean, pre-hardcore, pre-Black right. Flag, pre—you know—all uh, those kind of bands. They were a little older and a little more artistic. Yeah. Um, it, the music was more about the personal, the art. Um, it wasn't quite so cookie-cutter punk. Um, the guitar player Billy Zoom. Was a rockabilly player. Uh, he, um, from what I understand, he played in a very, very last version of Gene Vincent and the Blue Caps for for a short while. Yeah, so that's you know. So I mean, you they, don't get any more uh, uh, genuine than yes, that. Yes, right, exactly. And they had a very unique sound because um, Exine is not a a particularly great singer. She's got a very interesting style. Right, but not a classic crooning right, right. girl. Yeah, it works wonderfully in this no. band. Her and, and John Exine Cervenka is the female singer. John Doe is the bass player and the um, the male singer. And uh, the, their voices work together. They were famously a couple for a long time. And they produced a number of great singles and um, a couple of 
they were around for a long time. Right, they're, right. And they're right. still playing. Yeah. They, they, they were yeah. apart they're back for together. a while and they're back mm-hmm. together and touring. And um, the, the records we're really going to talk about is the first one, which is called Los Angeles. And the second one is called Wild Gift. And again, going back, reaching back a little bit, they were produced by Ray Manzarek from The Doors. Right, right. I mean, he was really thought that what they were doing was, was something else. So... It wasn't the doors. <laughs> no, it sure wasn't. It sure wasn't. It wasn't very psychedelic. It was it was it was punk rock, you know. Yeah. Um So this was a big deal in nineteen seventy eight, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right, exactly. And Slash Records was a um uh LA based um independent. They uh, put out a lot of interesting bands, uh, Los Lobos, uh, other things like that. They were big for a little while and um this is a single that was released in 1980. Um, and let's listen to it. Okay, let's listen to it. It's bit. called White Girl, it's X on Slash Records 
so that was White Girl, and it doesn't really have a, um, a racist overtone or anything. It's, it's about, from what we can ascertain, John said he wrote it about Lorna Dune from The Germs, who was like 19, right. as in the, he had a crush on her, and... You know, she's a white girl, but I'm living with a white girl. Right. <laughs> you know? Standing next yeah. to me singing. Right, yeah. So uh, you need to watch what you're doing there, John. You know, the, that that's the gist of the song. But it, it definitely has kind of a rockabilly riff to it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The kind of classic sound to it. Um, it's slow. It's not, you know, um, million miles an hour punk. So it's personal, and yes. it's got, but Very it's got personal. that that um, hard punk edge to yes. it as well. But mm-hmm. it's not, um, mm-hmm. it's not ripping off the Brits no. form of punk. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like the Pistols or, or anything or like that. Or the Damned or, or anything. Or even the Ramones. You right. Know? Right. Uh, it, ripping off. That, it's not ripping off American punk. It's that particular West Coast thing that yeah. that they developed. You it, know, it, kind of on their in their own petri dish. It's exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's sort of uh, in its own silo. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, um, and John's got a great voice, and and Xene is is great on this one as well. And Billy Zoom is obviously the, uh, the the star instrumentalist. There's a movie, um, a documentary they made called The Unheard Music, and there's footage of them playing this song in the studio, uh, I believe recording this version of it. And it, it's pretty impressive. Um, it sounds really good, and uh, I, I think you can see it on YouTube. And I'll, I'll be talking more about the, the documentary later. But... Um, they could do it. They could definitely um, put together a good song. And the B-side of this single is excellent. And it's really more what you think of right, when you think of X. Right. And it's called Your Phone's Off the Hook, But You're Not. And it was actually the first track on Los Angeles. So, um, you know, that's pretty strong for a B-side right. <laughs> of a single. Uh, for some reason, White Girl wasn't re-released until the second album, Wild Gift. And I don't know what was going on with that, but maybe they ran out of it. Problems at home probably caused the release on the single. I don't know. Yeah, they were probably fighting about that. So let's listen to the B-side. Your phone's off the hook, but you're not. This is X from 1980 on Slash Records.
So to me, that has more of the classic sort of X sound with that sort of pseudo rockabilly riff to it. But it's revved up. It's it's definitely we're up at punk speed. And you had spoken about it before. It's personal. They they talk about the 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 personal politics of relationships, the two of them. You know, your phone's off the hook, but you're not, you know. And then that's interesting because they were in an age where there were no cell phones. Right. And some of our listeners probably can't imagine that. But uh, there was a time when you you only had a landline phone if you were lucky in your apartment or Mm -hmm. wherever you lived. And if you took it off the hook, no one could call you. They'd just get a busy signal. (laughs) Right, and what are they up to? Yeah, right? so so you know something's up, right? Right, right. If I keep calling and it's busy, so uh, hmm. so your phone's off the hook, but you're not. Right, it used to be that you could call the phone company and say, ask if it was actually engaged. Right, right? is right. it busy? Is there conversation on the line? And now? they would tell you. And they'd go, oh. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't tell you. Oh, yeah, they're talking about you and yeah. what a jerk you yeah. are and how she's leaving you. But, right, right. Um, but it's, yeah, they could they could tell you whether it was. They could tell you if there was a malfunction in right, the line. Right, right. Is it is it busy mm-hmm. because because a truck know, ran into the pole? Right, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit of um, of uh, old people talk that right. some, some of you kids I might remember not remember. The phone. <laughs> yes, um, we we certainly remember that time very well. It's a great song. Um, it deserved to be the first song on uh, Los Angeles. Um, I've always admired X for kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, I was never a huge fan of X, but they've always had some songs that are just really, really good. I mean, right. Johnny Hit and Run Pauline is one. Um, but the, but they're standalone. They are yeah. standalone in in some ways. They've got mm-hmm. that recipe mm-hmm. that unusual. It's the the mm-hmm. kind of um, he was iconoclastic for mm-hmm. the time because this is really before sort of the rockability oh, revival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly on the West Coast, mm-hmm. where you know the, Billy Zoom was an unusual looking yes. figure at the time. Right, exactly. Right, and so they took all those components mm-hmm. that you know these personal mm-hmm. um, lyrics, personal songs, right. the a little bit that this rockabilly inflected um, mm-hmm. uh, guitar revved up punk, yeah, and, slash and, rockabilly, yeah, and, and the the mm-hmm. two vocalists, and mm-hmm. it was it was something very different. Yes, I agree. They would go on. um, They released a number of records. Um, They were one of the first so-called punk bands to play at Farm Aid. Um, And the people in X would morph into the band called the Knitters, which was really one of the first Americana bands. Right, and Um, that was a takeoff on the name The Weavers, which, of course, Mm -hmm. were... um, Mm -hmm. Pete right. um, you know, uh, group in the 50s, right. a folk revival group. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, I had the, uh, I was able to do sound for the Knitters um, in South Carolina and, and met Exine and met John Doe uh, and DJ and uh, Dave Alvin was playing guitar. He borrowed my amp, which was fun. Uh, turned it all the way up. <laughs> but they were just the nicest folks. They played great. They sounded great. Um, really interesting to talk to. Um, not jaded like you would think they would have been, you know, 
20, 30 years on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did I did sound for John Doe a couple of times, and he is just the most positive guy. That's great. Um, just, you know, he's still putting out great records um, and talking with them, you know, He's like, well, we're all still here. Isn't this great? Right. You know, he, that was one of the things he said. <laughs> I'm he still was, here. Yeah. Didn't he have a, a little career like acting for a while too? I think so. so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember any of the movies, but um. And and he's had written. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, the book that he has written is called um, "Under the Big Black Sun," and it's kind of an oral history of that time coming up in the L.A. Late, late mid '70s, mm-hmm. late '70s. Right. That that nascent time mm-hmm. of the American punk movement and it's he and a bunch of the other bands are or or they all contribute like the go-go's have a section somebody from the go-go's writes something and and he writes something and and you can tell it was a a very interesting very um artistic these people were you know doing their own thing x was was doing the rockabilly thing and the go-go's were making dresses out of trash bags you know and everybody had the thing going on and it, it was a it was very interesting. Yeah, the yeah. self-expression mm-hmm. self-expression was 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 mm-hmm. the the raison d'être, right? right. And it was mm-hmm. the the center upon which they all revolved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, great spoke. great book, and I think there's a, a new one to, as well. I, I, I don't have the. Um, we'll post title, the link for I'll, you. <laughs> yeah, I'll post. I think he's got a second book that covers a lot of the same things, and uh, I definitely want to check that one out for sure. So we love X. Um, I especially love X. I think they've uh, they're very impressive um, band. You can learn a lot from. This is a great single. Can you hear anybody covering this song? You know, I was thinking that maybe the Beef People. Yeah. Right. Okay. If we, if mm-hmm. um, if people were going to draw those parallels, right. Why you don't, know, why we got the boy and the girl can sing it. and mm-hmm. right, and, you know, wallow in it and exactly. see what we can do with it. Yeah, I think we could we could probably work that up pretty pretty easily. Um, I was thinking of um, an, a pairing of uh, the Hold Steady with Chrissy Hind. Oh, okay. There you go. So we get uh, that's cross generational yeah, yeah, yes. collaboration. <laughs> mm-hmm. Could be could be very interesting. Um, do you have a recommendation? My recommendation, because I was thinking about Los Angeles mm-hmm. and and sort of uh, pop culture commentary, and I was thinking about the, the you know there's a particular mix, and I maybe I've got a a, a little bit of a hangover from mm-hmm. thinking about sci-fi and right. recent podcasts that we when we were talking about. Uh, Funkadelic. So combining sci-fi and Los Angeles mm-hmm. and pop culture commentary, I was thinking about mid-century architecture that was inspired by uh, space travel, sort mm-hmm. of like Sputnik era. Right. Um, it's known as Googie architecture. Googie. Googie. And I, my name always for what for that style was mm-hmm. Jetson style Jetsons, architecture. Yes. Maybe okay. maybe you can pr- yeah. picture that a little bit better. But a lot of things that mm-hmm. incorporated stylized stars, planets, mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. travel, and uh, so. Um, Look for the local Googie-inspired architecture, mm-hmm. um, that space-age travel, Sputnik era mm-hmm. um, st- style of design. Yes, okay. And I'm sure there's a ton of that in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit more than wherever the listener is. Right, right. Um, my recommendation this week is for the um, X documentary. It's It's quite a few years old now. It's called The Unheard Music. It's a very well put together documentary. It's kind of fun and funny, even though it deals with a lot of serious 
subjects. It shows the band playing live. It shows them in the studio, them talking about um, their careers. Um, you know, some bad things happened to them. Um, Exine's sister was killed in a car crash on the way to an ex gig. And, um, you know, it's really well put together. It's very interesting. It holds your attention. Um, it's not just a live thing. Um, it's, it's a history of the band, and you can learn a lot from it. It's called The Unheard Music, and I'm sure you can stream it wherever. So th- that's my recommendation. And this has been Singles Going Steady, number 094, the punk band from Los Angeles, X, and their single White Girl, and your phone's off the hook, but you're not. And we will talk to you again very soon. Yes, very soon. Bye. Bye. To learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com and click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds for for sharp people. people.